I had two two biscuits yesterday. Biscuits. Two types of biscuits that say they're digestives, but they're not real digestives. Digestive. Digestive biscuits. Do you know what those are? So you can go to the bathroom? You'd think, but no. Just help with they're the... big, round, kind of oaty biscuits. Oaty. And in England, digestives are a sacred thing made by who? I think McVitie's. What? McVitie's. McVitie's. A company. But they sell digestives here too, but get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Slightly inferior biscuit that says digestive on it. You're not digestive. I'll eat you, but I'll be frowning. (laughs) You're not digestive. I'll be frowning as I crunch through your your biscuit layer. (laughs) I'll be going... It's getting colder outside. It is cold outside, baby. Baby, it's getting colder. Baby. No, it is. It's getting colder, baby. Yeah. We've completely jumped over the intro here. Well, this is into chat. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well just rock and roll. We don't have to do it. I mean, we can do it if you want. Come on. Oh, he's going to roll. Give a fuck. Clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Biscuits. Religion. Hitting that classic tune. Desperate. Migration. We're going to watch our peaks. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a about in your busy lives, rating it from 1 to 10 on the Fook score. If we remember. Yeah. I'm Marius. And right next to me is... Ow! With a face all screwed up like I've eaten a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still here. You're still there. In full effect. Mm-hmm. That's good. In HD. In HD. Mm, in 3D, as far as I can figure out. Yeah, as far as you can see. In 7D. 7D? Yeah, I'm in all dimensions. Yeah. Isn't there 11? There's meant to be 11 dimensions. Mm, you're asking the wrong guy. I might not be. For that, you are. In this dimension, I am. I might be asking the right guy in another one. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a series called OA, um, which has to do with interdimensional transition, which, uh, I don't know, if you're open to the idea, I guess it's relatively feasible. Hmm. But uh, you have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Which is easy. PC? Easy peasy. Japanese? Uh, I was going to say nice and squeezy. <laughs> nice and squeezy, like a lemon? Yeah. Oh, it's lemony today, right? Yeah. I think I'm missing lemons. I saw one yesterday. Like uh, you really miss lemons? or mm, mm. I quite like putting lemons in cooking. If you put lemons when you're roasting vegetables, it kind of roasts up and you get nice charred bits on your veg. 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 Mm. How are you? I'm good. Good, sir. I'm good. Good, sir. How are you? Good, sir. I am good. Good, sir. That's good. Good, sir. That you're good. (laughs) It's very good. (laughs) So here we are. We are. In the HQ of Two Fooks. In 3D. In 3D. Presenting the forum of Fook giving and discussion that we have come to fill our time with and with our beloved listeners who are supporting and listening as we post episodes, <clears throat> which is remarkable. We have been doing this for almost 
six months now. Is it only six months? I feel it's longer, but that's really crazy. Yeah, no. Well, we have... Did I... I had the idea... I'm... <laughs> sneeze. I'm so sorry, listeners, for popping your <laughs> eardrums with a sneeze. Um... <laughs> oh, it's cold outside! <laughs> Um, Let's try that again. Did I read the full list of all of our topics the other day? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you sang it. I sang it. I'm glad I did. <clears throat> That's really good. Um, we've covered a lot of ground in six months. Yeah. Uh, there has been no more or no less than there's been, and yet there are more to come. Ego. We have filled time wisely yeah. with, uh, with food giving. Yeah, and batting around these topics um, with vigor and energy and getting from them and us hopefully more than we would have if we hadn't. And I'm, uh, I'm very glad about that. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm hoping everybody who listens has got even a teeny weeny bit of uh goodness out of the discussions hopefully yeah and the uh structure of the not the structure but like the um meeting around Mm. the episodes are probably going to change of the new year yep i'm moving oh Oh. (laughs) this is this is big news listeners what can you just repeat that? I'm moving. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, panic over. Carry south, on. south, just south, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier today. I asked you where you live. You said south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's five hours away. Mm-hmm. And st- five hours on, on uh, not on my bike. About twenty hours on my bike on a Monday morning to come to record a episode of Two Fooks might be a. <laughs> A little much. A tiny bit too much. A tiny bit too much. But I'm more flexible than you are, probably. Ooh, that's a big statement. You have kids and wife and... Stuff like that. More obligation than I mm-hmm. have. So <clears throat> we will do our best to keep this going. Yeah, and also I think we can definitely take some input from our listeners and from one another as to basically how we develop the idea as to how we've done it. Because it's not like if we switch up the format or do something differently, we're suddenly going to either lose or gain audience in a different way. We're still going to give Fuchs... In yeah. one way or another. And I think we've established that. Yeah. that That's like a ground rule. Yeah. Fuchs are given. Fuchs will be given. Whether, whether it's once a week or once a month, whether it's behind a microphone or behind a camera. And having had a little sneaky peeky glimpse at where you will be residing, it does also whet my whistle with the idea of coming to visit. That would be nice. And that could then constitute... A two Fuchs mini movie, yeah, uh, of giving a Fuchs together mm-hmm. 
in a compendium fashion True. Uh, of things that we develop and build up and then discuss en masse when we get together, Yeah, which would be really nice. Um, any which way around, we will find a way to continue uh, yeah. this. Um, and You still have a studio, so we could... I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just a short train ride away. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get on that train. Get on that train, doggy. (laughs) Is your dog vaccinated, sir? (laughs) He sure ain't. Get on that train. Get on that train. Ride that train. No, but it's cool. And um, I'm grateful and excited. And I also thought that that will inevitably set or adjust the tone as to how we tackle things. Yeah. Uh... I think it almost makes the the point of Fook giving, as you said, more central now to these latter sit-down episodes as we'll do them like this. Yeah. To openly reflect over the process that we've done. Yeah. Um, whether it's picking topics, I think possibly as and when we get to do the last few, when we know, I'd quite like to almost then go back and return or review some of the topics that we've done and we felt need a little bit more um, to see where we, at least in this period of our lives, we've felt that the most relevant, either positive or challenging, uh, Fook Focus has been. Fook Focus. Yeah, Fook Focus, the two Fs. Fook Focus. Fook Focus. (laughs) (laughs) so without further ado where do we begin our journey today dear listeners in the world of Fuchs in the world of Fuchs let me have a quick look in the book of Fuchs (laughs) Um, let's talk about Movie theaters. Ooh. Very nice. I like watching movies. Right. But when you go to the movie theater, Mm. you're, mm, in most cases, not alone. It it would be... Have you ever been alone in a movie theater? I'm trying to think if I have. I've been... When I lived in Florida, I had a couple times where we went, like, in the middle of the day. Yeah. And... You blasé man. <laughs> What's you going to do with your day? Oh, I don't know. I just got to the movie. Yeah. It's really sunny. I'm starting in the end of the movies and drink a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> a ten-gallon yeah. bucket of Slurpee. Slurpee. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to upgrade your your drink for like ten cents and get a ten gallon instead of uh, half a liter? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to wash my car with it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there wasn't a lot of people, but I've never been all alone. Hmm. I think. Oh, when well, yeah, the, I think the least in a cinema or in a theater I've been for the duration was. A film, I mean, no indication of the quality of the film because it was spectacular, which was a film by the Swedish director, Roy Anderson. Or Roy Anderson. Anderson. 
which is very uh, poetic, very challenging, very interesting. But I, it just was quite niche. I think there was maybe at max ten people in the whole theatre. Hmm. But that's probably it. Yeah, was it a big? Like, it was fairly. I mean, it wasn't like one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, but it was bigger than your living room. It was bigger than my living room. The other one was when I went to see in England at the Little Theatre in Bath. I went to see the film uh, Drawing Restraint Nine by the American artist Matthew Barney, who, for all you fact checkers out there, used to be married to Björk, the singer. <laughs> That was a challenging film. So it was full when it started. And by the end, about half the people had left. <laughs> so I'm going home. This is yeah. boring. It was just, it was just challenging. It was, it was challenging. In what way? Um, it was basically an art piece instead of a mm. standard narrative, and it was very hard to follow. Oh. Not follow that you couldn't appreciate the aesthetics of it, but it just didn't hang together. Oh. There was no <clears throat> narrative continuum for anybody to kind of really grasp properly. Um, and he also employed for the sound Japanese throat singers. Japanese? Tibetan? Tibetan throat singers. Yeah, Tibetan. Which drove my wife almost insane. I'm quite lucky she actually still married me after taking her to see that film. Matthew Barney, if you ever hear this, you nearly cost me my marriage and my children and my life. She was furious by the end of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it like cut to the bone. It was unreal how grating it was. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that nearly... Cleared the theatre. Ended your relationship. <coughs> yeah, but I've you? I've hopped on your topic. Hop back in hop and hop, hop. explain your your dynamic that one is rarely alone in a movie theatre. Yeah. So you buy some snacks, expensive snacks. <laughs> Take your own snacks. Take your own snacks. And then you sit down, and there's a lot of people around you, and some people are on their phones, and some people are, like, doing... <laughs> just talking, and mm. smacking, and... Mm -hmm. I like the idea of a movie theater, mm -hmm. but when you actually go there kind of gets ruined by all the disturbing noises and things that are done mm -hmm. from other people. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's one like either right next to you sitting on his phone with the the brightness of the screen on 100% and there's a guy behind you kicking your seat and a guy in front of you who Eats loud and... Hmm. Some people probably don't even notice that. They're just watching the movie and they just forget I everything else. Like people with children. Mm. I feel if the, um, if the kids start crying, mm. the parents just... 
they've just sewn it out because <laughs> they can <laughs> yeah and the people they've learned that valuable skill yeah a buddy of mine is really good at that it's like the, the child is screaming and not a he doesn't even bother i mean that's a tricky one because that's uh, not if he hurts himself, though. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shut up! Stop bleeding. Grow up. <laughs> it's just a small bruise. You'll be fine. I want to finish the film. I'm gonna finish my popcorn. <laughs> um, I see your point. Um, I think there is a big, perhaps dynamic issue with the idea of going to a public uh, place to experience a medium of culture that essentially perhaps is designed to be experienced in quiet. Yeah. A film is made by people in order to be seen, heard, studied, There's so many specters in a movie mm. and when you keep distracting yourself and other people you kind of lose the mm. the whole idea the, of yeah, that as a as a as a, as a uh, as a piece of cultural communication gets yeah. compromised yeah which i mean you're not doing the movie justice by no annoying other people and movie theaters were made to show movies yeah which in their original forms often involved kind of newsy newsreel story um, anything that had been compiled or made somewhere and then shown in other locations yeah so it never really had quite the same ability to be a like theater experience where there is live performers and there is the adjustment to the audience um or to um a more sort of <clears throat> circus or arena type of performance where there's things happening in the middle and then there's people around and it's all more of an organic experience um or a, a kind of a comedy show or a music show. Like, yeah. there's, there's more that give and take, and there yeah. has to be. Yeah. Um, the film, well, then you could say that the challenging art film, like, managed to actually break back into the audience because it it was it used sound and ideas that were so challenging. It made people say, "Actually, I've had enough of this." But on the whole, that has to be quite a challenging movie yeah for that to happen in the first place and the majority of those don't end up in the theater yeah so the ones that do end up in the theater to reference eddie izzard the stand-up comedian they don't make films for you to sit hanging on every word quietly because it's so exciting they make you want to dig your hand into the popcorn and drink a drink and hit and sit and it is bang and flash and this and he's running and I'm doing and this and more popcorn and sweets and drink and 
that's i mean that's an eddie's odd sketch in in uh in essence but that's the point yeah the the films that on the whole are made to work best in movie theaters are ones that aren't going to be so compromised by what you're saying by the interruption by the other noise if you want to watch a film properly you might as well just watch it at home. Yeah. But then, sadly, you don't have the ability to watch it with the great sound and the big picture. So what do you do? Get rich, put a projector on your boat, sit out in the ocean and watch Ocean's Eleven on your own. <laughs> in solitude. Like a sad, lonely rich man <laughs> being brought Cola Zero. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why I had a dig at Cola Zero there, I but why not? yesterday yesterday it <laughs> said loneliness is the poverty of self solitude is the richness of self mm. Mm. we like that mm. well i mean what <clears throat> what do you want to do with the? I, let's get my. I'm putting my Fook hat on. I'm becoming Fook Sheriff. Fook Sheriff. Yeah, you see my my Fook my two Fook Sheriff's badge. <laughs> it says to Fook and to protect, <laughs> to serve <laughs> to and Fook to Fook. And to protect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, what do you want to do with this topic, young sir? Young sir, you uh, brought up the Fook into the middle of town, and you said movie theaters. But what do, what are we doing with it? Are we saying we should give Fook about them? Are we saying? People, when you come to the movie theatre, please respect the uh, experience of others. Yes. Aha. That's exactly Aha. what I want. Aha. 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 So, respect the people around you who's there to have a great experience. Mm. I think that's a bit more of a complicated idea than we we think. Yeah. Uh I can still put it out there though. Oh my goodness me. Oh my god. Put it out there like a bowl of food for the cat. <laughs> um and we'll chomp it down. No, yeah. I I absolutely agree. Um respecting the experience of others and prioritizing that over your own actions or adjusting your actions accordingly mm-hmm. is a couple of extensive steps of <clears throat> self-awareness that yeah. we perhaps are a little out of touch with. True. Um, I'd like to think in England people will make a lot of noise but then realize they're doing it and say, sorry, profusely. Yeah. Because they have, for for some reason, that ingrained uh, sense of, oh, I'm making a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's going to be. You, I, I don't know whether, on the whole, you can make a plea for a, a, each individual or each group. totally assessing their activity for the enjoyment of the whole. Yeah. 
Um, that's not why they've paid their money. No. They've paid their money to partake in the going to the cinema-ness of the going to the cinema, not in the quiet contemplation of uh, Avengers Endgame and its uh, aesthetic critical uh, agenda. <laughs> it, 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 it's part. It, it, it's it's an experience. It's uh, I'm going to the beach. It's yeah. if you want to swim go to the beach, swim and go home again. But you don't. You take all your beach stuff, you set it up, you sit down, you get the picnic, you buy the ice cream, you run around, you get... You... <laughs> I've got to laugh, but we'll come back to something I just saw. A crab bites your toe, uh, you spill your drink, you, you need to go to the bathroom, your kids want chips, uh, and... If you're lucky, you've got five minutes in the water. to puddle in the water yeah. before you have to go Splashing home again. Around yeah. your... And that's the cinema thing. Yeah, it's it, it, <clears throat> it's also what we were talking about. The idea of solitude only can afford you the possibility to begin assessing what you might actually be feeling or yeah. wanting to do. There was an age, like in our intro, when we say films of the 1930s, <laughs> there was an age of cinema where the whole notion of cinema and cultural analysis was taken extremely seriously yeah. as a medium, as it would be literature, as it would be photography, as it would be art. Um, that was almost the standard uh, way to approach this grand spectacle but i also think people had more respect for others and culture mm, interesting before mm-hmm. than now could just, be just a thought could be could be i'm not saying that everybody doesn't have the respect but but then I can, I can, I can. Um... It's like the the lady who um, cut the line at IKEA mm. was only getting one ice cream. Mm. Yeah, I'm here to partake in this experience. I've paid my money, hence I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, there's a kind of a funny dynamic, and I don't know whether it's entirely relevant, but it does flip the idea of perceiving and seeing because we now live in an age where there's a huge amount of things such as Netflix and Amazon Prime online gaming where people will tend to be then at home yeah for long periods of time in front of screens in isolation so people will make that priority at home to binge watch a three season show <laughs> In the quiet of their own home, yeah. but in the public setting, will not afford the same opportunity for others. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Um, it does play into some of the things we talked about before as well. It's about sort of that public responsibility. Like if you're sat next to me and on the other side of you is someone playing a game on their phone going ping 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 do i expect you 
to say to them, that's actually a bit bit disturbing or a bit like interrupting yeah. my enjoyment of the film. Could you Or do wait? I just need to make my peace with it? I could be the guy who's <clears throat> man, who's able to um, not care about the kid who is crying. Mm. I just don't notice it. Mm. And that's the thing. Like how how much do we expect of everyone around us? And also, and uh, this is something that I read yesterday. Um, uh, from Daniel Dennett, who I've mentioned before, the philosopher, um, about criticizing other people's um, opinions during discussion or critical debate. Yeah, and and it was something along the lines of just how understanding are you meant to be when you're criticizing an opponent in debate, like you have a standpoint that you believe in. Yeah. Even if you are a thinking person and very considerate and possibly a little self-conscious, you'll think, oh, well, I don't want to interrupt them. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're having a nice time too. And I've come and we are in a public place and I can probably ignore it. You still do have your opinion on that and you still have a right and an opportunity without treading on anybody's toes yeah. and without making a personal issue to say we've come to this public place to enjoy this could you enjoy this at home yeah or just- this is a distraction to the general enjoyment for everybody here yeah that's not like how how um, much are we meant to either under or over analyze those sorts of situations? Um, it's a tricky one. Yeah. So you're saying, on the whole, if you're going to come to the movie theater, I say theater because I'm old, come to the movie theater. The movie theater. I'm to the movie theater. I still used to go to the cinema. This and that might sound funny now. Movie where they would cinema. have. Same difference. Movie theatre, where they would have a break in the middle of the film and a lady or a gentleman would walk round with a tray with little ice creams that or snacks that you could buy. Interesting. In the interlude. Hmm. Uh, like classic old school. Uh, I remember that from an old theatre I used to go to in... Oh, was it a town called uh, Macclesfield or something like that? Anyway, up in the north of England. But yeah, that was a completely different era. That was when you were going to be entertained. You were going to the cinema to be entertained by the spectacle. You were you were a willing participant in the the going to the movie theatre. Yeah. So you were excited and you sat and everyone was there and it was a big deal like going to the theatre. Yeah, and there was a, a pause or an interlude, and you could pop to the bathroom and come back, and it was it was all laid out in much more of a show, yeah, way. And the, I remember, and the curtains would come back, the big red curtains yeah. in front of the screen. Now it's time for the film, and it was it was a spectacle. Now it's just commercials, mm-hmm. and then oh, a couple the trailers, commercials. 
Oh, the um, commercials. Oh. Oh. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I really miss the intro um, panel that you used to get with a film. Do you remember those? You used to get the... Um, it would come up with the... Well, I guess would be the registration plate, the official of the of whatever film you were about to see that needed at some point, I guess, by law to be shown, which would say the title of the film and all of the credits and all of the um, certifications from different movie uh, boards that yeah. would just come up as a single thing right at the beginning of the film, which would be on the beginning of the reel when it was shown yeah. as a real movie. I mean, real to real, not real. <laughs> On film. On film. On film. Real. And that was kind of... Because then, once that was shown, that was the movie proper starting. Yeah. Then what you knew. Hap- what happened with the uh, the line in the... Uh, da, da, that was a particular... That was... Mm, Metro Goldstein. Uh, you don't see that anymore, do you? Uh, maybe sometimes. It's still an existing... It's MGM. Uh, I know Universal probably has that. Yeah, but you don't. You don't need more. You don't need all the commercials. No. And just... in the old days, there used to be this thing with a lady holding a flame, like Statue of Liberty, and there would be this "You are at the movies." Maybe it was only in England, and they would have this grand song, which went a bit like ba 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 ba, and you were like, "Right, it is starting." That's crazy. Now you don't know when it starts. Yeah, because you've got a clue. You're bombarded by ads. Everybody's making a noise. Yeah. You're looking at your watch. On on your ticket, it says 9.15. And mm. you're there 9.10, maybe? Mm. Or 9.11? And then... It hits 9.15. Mm. Or when you come there, there's just ads rolling. And then 9.15 comes. And it's like, uh, nope. nope. And then it's like 15 more minutes mm. with ads. Mm. And then there's a couple trailers. Mm. And then the movie starts, mm. like 20 minutes later. Mm. Don't want that. Waste of time. No. Okay, so I want you to rate this. Ratey muck rate rate. I'll rate this. And, uh, yeah. I'll rate this as... Um, be respectful to the people around you in public settings when you're going to the movie theater. Mm. 9.5. Ooh. Hear it and and shudder, cultural audiences. Yeah, 9.5. But the whole point of this food giving is to spread that awareness, so I'm on board with that. Um... Yeah, uh, that's profound. I mean, how can you not either want to conduct yourself in that way? Uh, I'm going to say nine. I'm going to leave one for discrepancies of... uh, I I don't know, you've... The the person who's (laughs) broken their leg and been assigned a seat right in the middle of the aisle and has to get through or the 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 person who is too challenged by the material that needs to leave or 
the person who or, or, or the environment where you're actually over engaged and maybe you're breathing heavily or you're a bit upset or you're you like uh, I, I almost would want to encourage people to actively engage with the spectacle yeah but that's a whole different hence why i'm story, just though. i'm kind of leaving that slight crack of the door open to say don't be I don't, I don't please give every awareness to how your activity is affecting those around you be yourself but, also, but leave yeah. your bad habits at home don't sit at your phone <laughs> and yeah yeah so i'm there i'm going to give you a nine on that one thank you i'll put it in my pocket put it in your pocket in my foot pocket in my folk pocket pulling out my books Pulling at your folks. Uh, excellent. How, How exciting. about you, Al? Yes. What do you give a fuck about? Well, I was sort of weighing up what we talked about at the beginning on the way here on my bike. It was a bright, crisp uh, autumn morning. Beautiful, frosty night around zero, I think. Um, and frost everywhere and chilling on my nose and... I was sort of summing up um, the two things uh, that we said about being very grateful for all the things we have discussed, knowing that our dynamic will be evolving, wanting to make sure we'd covered all of that, and also being aware that we're coming towards the latter part of the year where people tend to gather a bit more together and celebrate the family times. Um and as I was thinking about that on my bike, suddenly the cold really got into my face uh, and my hands. And I was like, oh, it is cold. And I just kind of made a, a happy noise to myself. I was like, oh, and and then I was just like, yeah, oh, it's, it feels good. Like, uh, it's nice and I'm cycling and I don't want to get lost in my train of thought. I want to really enjoy this. And it reminded me that I want to give a fook Toot toot, big fook, in a very just positive way. Yeah. About one man, a positive fook, a po- very positive fook. But I'm going to be interested how you tackle this, and maybe you can put it in some context for yourself. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the Easter Bunny. <laughs> about embracing, basically, what is this place and my thoughts about it in a lot of ways started a long time ago um by thinking about wintry stuff thinking about norway thinking about the cold winter and how exciting and thrilling that is and in england before we moved to norway long before we decided to and definitely in the year when we had decided to move to norway i would watch the dvds of Lars Monson. Mm-hmm. And I want to give Why? a fook about Lars Monson because he. How did you hear about him? Well, my wife is Norwegian. So when I came here. Here, here's a DVD of Lars yeah. Monson. Go watch it. Well, no, we came. <laughs> this is here, what you can expect so just to, moving to Norway. <laughs> just to establish. Well, this is the point. That, of course, isn't. I mean, stereotypical. But. Being interested in cultural stuff, being interested in storytelling, being interested in nature. The thing that seemed to make the most sense when I came here to visit 
particularly in summer and winter time, yeah. was seeing on the TV, again in those days normal TV, would uh, be the Lars Monson programs, either summer trips or winter trips through Norway. Um, and one of them where he goes to Sweden and blah de blah and I started then watching them on line uh, TV I think NRK ran them in their early online NRK uh, NRK <laughs> NRK in the UK yeah <laughs> and then I got given two of the DVDs DVDs by my family here and it just was like and it was also my way to start learning Norwegian incidentally because I figured <laughs> this is how you prepare for a new country people I figured the things he was talking about were things that I found interesting and relevant which yeah. were landscape things and natural things so as an artist those sorts of things were what I was actually interested in as opposed to using terms to do with economy and statistics or whatever he was talking about light and animals and mountains and water and moving through landscapes and it was just it made a lot of sense and I could also I could hear words and I could learn to follow dialogue yeah at the same time as seeing a lot of this country that could symbolize for me the journey ahead yeah so whether that was remotely the intent of those films or how they made them, they ended up being an incredibly helpful way to connect with a person, a language, and a landscape all in one. Did you have subtitles on them? Like English subtitles? or Maybe sometimes, but I think I would also then turn them off so that I could just listen. Yeah. Even if I wasn't understanding. Well, well, people ask, why is my Norwegian good? Yeah. Because Lars I... Monsen. Lars Monsen. <laughs> I think I even said that in the early days, before really? I started working with Ostusen and stuff. Because that was the thing that I could... You could half hear something, and you'd have to figure out, now what did he actually say there, as he was trying to scare a bear away from his camping place or walking through the mountains pointing at things like did he say sol did he say sun did he say water did he say and like and you'd have to go back and i would learn to pick up words when they weren't that clearly articulated yeah going back to the cycle ride this morning it also i'm not a hugely outdoorsy person i didn't grow up sort of doing camping or anything like that but I am very passionate about engaging with the world around me, particularly in terms of culture and aesthetics. And, and magpies. I, and, magpies. And magpies. And I see that as something that one actively does. Yeah. And Lars Monson symbolized a really great way to actually put that, whatever it is you're doing, to put it in a context that people can access and enjoy. And... He would. I think a couple of his trips are completely on his own, Many without a crew. And he that also shows if you're going to take the chance to uh, take the opportunity to try something or do something, you can share that with people in a personal but also accessible way. Yeah. And yeah, for all intents and purposes, those 
couple of quite simple nature DVDs actually ended up being really inspiring for yeah. me. So I want to say, and we can flag it up here because he does obviously reside in Norway. He also has done a lot of charity work. He did one project with uh, disabled children, uh, yeah. taking them out on nature trips helping them to learn to tackle nature and showing that it's no different for them than it is for anybody else. You just have to adapt and use what you have. Uh, he's done it with all sorts of people. And uh, yeah, I mean, at least from my perspective, Lars Monson, I give a fook about you. I give a fook about you. Anything to put from your side? Because you are an outdoorsy nature like, kind I of like guy. I like the stuff he does, so... I give a fuck about Lars Monson too. Yeah? Is there a different perspective you have on how he does what he does as a Norwegian outdoorsy type compared to any others? Mm. Is he inspiring to what you do outdoorsy or do you have other perhaps uh, references that you find more inspiring or differently inspiring? I'm thinking maybe specifically of people like Bear Grylls and stuff because for me that makes no that's, sense. That's at all. way too extreme. Yeah, I don't want to jump. But out it's of also it. very. I just but, don't but get he, it. But he's more on the survival thing now. Bear Grylls. Yeah. Like drinking. Yeah, yeah. Fluid from camel yeah. poo or okay. Sleep inside of a dead camel yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but that that's kind of the point. It's not accessible. Yeah. Whereas the monster stuff is accessible. Yeah. He's more, this is me, I like being out in nature, this is what nature looks like, mm. this is how I am when I'm out in nature. Mm. And I think that's a great way of showing people what it does to you, kind of. Nice. That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. So, you take life as it is when you're out, you... You don't stress about anything and the smallest things would be so much more rewarding mm. than it would being at home. Mm. Like you find some nice dry wood you can make a fire with or you get the fire going on the first try and you're like, yay, this is yeah. awesome. And you're there right by the water and... It's it's flat and you can see the reflection from the trees or mm. you see a fish jumping in the water like, hey, that's a fish, that's cool. Mm. And you see a bird flying and everything's so much more enjoyable when you're out. And he shows that in a really positive way, which is kind of nice. Mm. Oh, uh, thank you for being able to articulate it like that because it's you you said it way better than I could from an accessible point of view um, but that's also how I feel when I'm up hmm. so I see his way of being out and then I can relate to what I feel when I'm out hmm. in the woods in the woods I mean that is also I was out I, in the woods this weekend yeah the woods the woods and what was your experience from being out in the the woods 
this when weekend. I, when I was out in the woods this weekend, I felt pretty much the same thing I was explaining now. That's probably why I could express it that way mm-hmm. because it's so fresh in my mind. Um, and also I went to bed at eight o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. I, 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 yeah, I'll come back. To I that. went to the, I went to the hammock, not to Ham- the, hammock, hammock. Um, I made a fire, and then around five it got dark. Hmm. So I'm like, hmm, well, yeah, what? but that's natural rhythms. Yeah, that's so, the point. So what should I do now? So I went to bed at around eight, hmm. fell asleep around eight thirty, and then. That's- <laughs> didn't get out of the hammock until like 8 in the morning next day <laughs> I woke up at 5 though I'm like this is so cozy so I'm just gonna lay here and you another, can I mean you hours. can That's and then we... you just there's no cars around driving there's no people just wind and birds and <laughs> And that is, uh, I mean, without going bonkers about it, that Peace is and quiet. Yeah, that's your that that that's yours. That's ours. Yeah, it's all there to enjoy mm-hmm. and to be part of. Did you know, in Germany, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to camp? I did not know that. Uh, explain. You're not allowed to camp out in the woods. Huh. How come? I don't know. Research. Bing! Bing! Gonna have to find that out for next yeah. episode. I think in Spain as well. It's not allowed mm. to camp. Because I was looking at that one time when I was gonna see... Go visit my granddad. Hmm. And I think it's... I, I think it's not allowed to, to like be camping outside. You can have like a camper van mm. or Weird. an RV, but... I just wanted to say before we wrap up that um, it it reminds me with the Lars Monson accessibility showing what it, the nature does to him and making it accessible. It's kind of what I have tried and as yet not quite managed to do with filming and recording me making art because I would love to be able to show you want to show your side of it, like the way Lars Monson is showing his way of being yeah, out in the woods yeah, when you're be- making art. Because the problem with showing making art, it becomes um, subjective very quickly. Yeah. It very much becomes about the person making the art and the art they're making, just as it could very quickly become about the person in the landscape and the experience they're having. But he manages to show the bigger perspective yeah and it's it's possible in art related things but it takes a kind of an openness and an accessibility which is very unusual and i've tried it in a few videos on youtube if someone searches for al green or artwork on youtube there's six or so videos that i tried to make trying to unpack that method and studio stuff but but he has also been doing this for a long long time yeah but that's good i mean it's it, it it inspires one to do what they're doing uh in in a honest way yeah so um, it, it's it's easier for him to 
be more himself in front mm. of the camera. So maybe in another five, ten years, I will kind of start to find my feet with that way of doing things artwise because what's important for me making art is something that is often not necessarily seen as a priority for artists which is to show the method and show the working to show how you tackle your creative process and the materials you're working with often it's about what style you've ended up arriving at and the things you end up making whereas i'm more interested in the the um i don't know the unclear personal experience that you're going through and that you can share with people because that's what other people will then do when they sit down and go what do i what do i do now when i'm in my creative space yeah that's the space for talk and that's the space for sharing yeah but it's less common for artists to want to open up that private space um and a film or a recording of some kind is a great way to do that it's a vehicle like Lars Monson can't say to you come along for the trip and you'll see me at my most personal self because then he'd be with you yeah that he can use that as a vehicle so I'm going to give a fook about Lars Monson me too good for you Lars keep on doing what you do I, I actually have then made a mental note to check what his most recent projects are and uh have a little enjoyment of those because I haven't then rewatched them in the years that I have now made my home in the way that I have with my little ones and and uh especially with the studio stuff I I look forward to being re-inspired yeah. um and uh I think that's a mark of his uh his uh, quality and his contribution to things so I'm going to say Lars Monson uh 9 out of 10 good for you uh, I only leave one because I don't know the guy personally and I wouldn't want to... Uh, uh, maybe I want to leave that last little one one fook for the day that I can meet him and shake him by the hand and say thanks. He's uh, coming to Stavanger soon. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I see a, I see a goal. <laughs> meet Lars. Meet Lars. Say hi, Lars. Hi, good, Lars. Good job. You You taught me Norwegian. Yeah, you taught me manga tak. Tusen tak. Tusen tak. Der, ser, bjorn. Lerp, lerp, lerp. Right, okay. That would be so funny. He went up to him and was like, you taught me Norwegian, just you, just listen. Uh, bjorn, uh, lerp, uh, farlig, bjorn, fisk, ja. Elf, fisk, kanon. is kalt. <laughs> um... We have a little section on this that we like to call out uh, value items. You want to hear my rating on Lars Monson? Oh, or? yeah. God, I so do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nine. Yay! That's two nines. Two nines. Two nines. That's a good score yeah. for a good man. For a good man. Um, what do we serve up to our listeners as a nice little value recommendation today? Campfire. Ooh. Nice, nice campfire by... A little lake. Oh, wow. By yourself. Oh. Can we serve up to people living in cities the uh, the uh, thought experiment of thinking about yeah. having a campfire by a lake? For sure. And let them dive into that idea. Think about that. Think about that. For a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, whirling traffic and lots of busyness on the streets. Yeah. 
go into your and then we can challenge people who live out in the middle of nowhere to think about a busy city and what yeah. they might be liking and then what we'll do get is depressed <laughs> no we'll we'll hopefully have a bit of synergy with yeah. people sharing their real situations in more ways than one which we can't i'm making some well, very I strange <laughs> You this can't is only be, funny for us, though. You can't be where you're not, but you can maybe build some empathy. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. But are you there? Yeah. Like there. Like, like there. Like there. Um, what is my value item? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pluck something out of our intro thing, and I'm just going to say apples. Apples. God, I love apples. Um, Norwegian apples I like Norwegian apples I like English apples but I also want to point out if you are staying in a conference center or a hotel and they are laying on lots of different food try and find the nice fruit you'll feel good for it yeah Mm, Mm. find that fruit find the fruit find the fruit eat the fruit feel good about eating the fruit Um, and yeah I, I'm, I think apples speak for themselves. Yeah. If they do, you might be a bit frightened. Yeah. I also want to say try and avoid like uh, mass-produced branded apples. They, those are the most ridiculous thing. And the more you look for it, the more you're going to notice them. Yeah. Things like Pink Lady, Cash Pink, Cash Pink. That's potatoes. That's a potato. Don't go. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Marlena is a new one. Marlena. Um. Anything with a brand name on it will most likely be a manipulated type of apple and they will have been transported, uh, bulk chilled and waxed uh, and are to be avoided. Yeah. So try and find as local and as irregular and... Organic, maybe? Organic will give you most likely that kind of product, Yeah. but it can also be simply a local or more, uh, yeah, farm-sourced uh, item in your area. And it'll feel good. So. Where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram. At Two Fooks? Yep. They can find us on Facebook. On Two Fooks? Yes, with three O's. Oh. And they can email us with any comments or input Today, tomorrow, or in the centuries ahead. That, uh, will, that will be to info at twofooks.com, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. I know one. so. You, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And it's we good. thank all our listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope that your autumn transitions are going well. And wherever you are, uh, you are... Welcome it, to hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome to hit us up. And we will be with you again the next time you decide to click play lucky you for sure we are at your fingertips two fooks <laughs> at your fingertips so marius thank you for today thank you for today al and uh it only remains to say Foo!